Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio, where each week we talk to a musician, artist, author, or other creative Mississippian working in the arts across the state. I'm your host, Melody Moody Thordis, Director of Grants at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And on today's show, I'm speaking with Kristen Brock, Director of Programs and Promotions at Visit Hattiesburg. Um, so, Kristen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about um, Visit Hattiesburg and the uh, Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art. So give us like the the one to two minute version and then we'll dive deeper as the interview continues. Sure. So um, Visit Hattiesburg is the destination marketing organization for Hattiesburg. And a lot of people probably know that better as the tourism office. So it is our job to work with community partners, whether that's hotels, restaurants, attractions, um, meetings and events is a big part of what we do, but it is our job to bring people to Hattiesburg to stay overnight and to explore all that our city has to offer. And, um, you know, we do our job, I like to say, is, is never the same. Every day is very different. One day we may be throwing axes um, with, the new, with the new axe throwing bar here in town. And the next day we may be taking water samples on the Leaf River for our new canoe trails. But it is our job to kind of be the experts on everything Hattiesburg um, and and invite people to really come and enjoy the city and the best that it has to offer. Great. Well, I know that you have um, quite a background, professional background in tourism. Um, So I'm interested to hear a little bit about that. And you grew up in Mississippi. Is that that right? Where'd you grow up? I did. I'm a Mississippi girl and and plan to stay that way. But I originally grew up on the Gulf Coast. Long Beach is is my home and went to school there through the 11th grade. Um, When I was a junior in high school, we made the trek up to Petal. So let me tell you, I really, growing up on the coast, had not explored a lot of different areas of our state. And I think moving up to to Petal and realize it, which is, you know, a suburb of Hattiesburg right here on the outskirts of, of our city, um, made me realize how diverse our state our state was and made me want to kind of travel the state more and not just stay along the coast but see what other opportunities were found in Mississippi. So grew up on the coast, graduated high school from Petal, uh, fell in love with the Pine Belt, studied communications at USM here in Hattiesburg and I've, this is where my home has been ever since. Um, great. Well, um... I know that you, you know, that you now are working a lot in the arts, and I'm just curious about growing up, if you, if anything, your experience engaging with any type of the arts, um, you know, kind of really stuck with you. So I am the, the 
oddball in the family that doesn't have a lot of traditional artistic talent. Um, however, my mother is a visual artist. Um, she does it more as a hobby, not as a profession, but I remember growing up and seeing the scenes that she would create out of oils and, and watercolors, and they would hang around our house as decor. Um, and I was just in awe over her talent. Um, you know, I've got some siblings who can sing and dance and that's kind of their artistic escape and I never really growing up um, had one for myself you know I, I couldn't paint I couldn't dance I couldn't sing um, and but I've always loved art so by taking this role with the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art it's really made me see all of the different ways that you can contribute to art um, without actually being an artist yourself and it's really given me a creative outlet to be able to, to share with my community and and my children being able to to explore new art with them is something that I've never really had the opportunity to do before um, or even really the desire to do before as somebody who wasn't very artistic but now um, it's kind of helped me realize that we all have something to contribute to the artistic world I completely agree you know um and this show is is so much about uh, creativity and creative people, and and I really like to to really highlight um, people across the state engaging with the arts in different ways. And I hope that it encourages anyone out there listening as well that um, whether you um, identify as an artist yourself, you know, I I really believe that everyone is is creative, and that there are many ways to contribute to and engage with the arts across Mississippi. So, Kristen, it's one of the reasons I'm just so happy to have you um, on the show today so we can really really talk to people about ways that they can can engage with the arts and maybe ways that they have not thought about previously that they could even incorporate in their communities. So before we talk a little bit about your background in tourism, I just have to ask, Kristen, what is what is it that really draws you to this this line of work? Like what appeals to you about like destination based marketing or events or revitalization? Because you've you've chosen to spend your career in it. So I'm just so interested to hear, um, you know, where that passion um, comes from. Yes. Yeah, so I, like I told you before, I grew up on the coast. Um, we kind of stayed on the coast. The coast is a beautiful area and there's so much to explore down there. And really until moving to Hattiesburg, having my eyes opened to, um, to the different cultures that are found in our state and really falling in love with the Hattiesburg community. I mean, I could, I could go on and on about what I love about Hattiesburg. Um, but but I realized the potential that we had in our own community and the potential that that we um had to really share our story, not only share our story, but create our story. When I first came to Hattiesburg, um, you know, I'd like to joke that when I, I started working, actually my senior, senior year of high school in tourism, stuffing bags um, 10 hours a week for visitors who needed brochures when they came to town. And, and I really didn't even know that tourism was an industry. And, and the more that I got, of course, I knew that you could be a tourist. And, you know, in my mind, that was wearing the Hawaiian shirt and, and sandals and, and going across um, 
you know, to different areas of the country, but I didn't realize that it could be a job, that, that it was somebody's job. You don't realize that it's somebody's job to create that brochure on a museum and what you can experience at a museum. You just pick up the brochure and you're like, oh, wow, this is cool. It tells me the hours and, and I have all the information and, and I really want to go there and visit it now. But I never realized that were, there were people behind the scenes making it possible for me to enjoy not only my community, but enjoy communities where I traveled and visited. Um, you know, so when you stop at a, a welcome center, when you're traveling across Mississippi or into another state, um, somebody works really hard to bring the information to you that will most Make, make your trip the best that it can be in any given community. Um, so once I realized that that was a job and something that I could do for a living and really help develop people's trips, but also develop Hattiesburg into the best it could be, you know, how, how can we grow Hattiesburg? How can we make it more attractive for people to come and visit? Um, and, and I've kind of gotten the bug when I was 18 years old and here I am and, and still have the bug and can't imagine working in a different industry. Well, tell me about, um, about your time working in the tourism industry. Um, you worked at Hub City Spokes. Tell our listeners what, what that is. Yeah, so for the first 13 years of my career, I worked for Visit Hattiesburg and the Hattiesburg Convention Commission in traditional tourism. Um, and then for a couple years, I went to work for Hub City Spokes, which is a local publication company. So they um, have newspapers, a social magazine for the Pine Belt, um, and different special publications. And what really drew me to that to that position, I'll tell you, um, was the they had just purchased a piece called Here's Hattiesburg, which is a magazine style angle publication um, that that talks about Hattiesburg and what to do in Hattiesburg, um, and it's kind of a. Um, an unofficial tourism magazine for the Pine Belt. And I really felt like it would be an opportunity to help grow that piece. It's something that I had seen for many years and thought that there was a lot of opportunity of growth for it. Um, our tourism industry was kind of changing a little bit in Hattiesburg and I wanted to be able to help Pub City Spokes tell that story. Um, and then I also got to help, you know, with their newspaper pieces and their monthly um, social magazine. And it was really a fun opportunity to challenge myself. I probably grew in my career as a professional in that two years more than I, more than I ever could have imagined. Um, but I still had that pull to come back to the traditional tourism world. And, and here I am today. I've been back for about three and a half years now. Back at, at Visit Hattiesburg. So um, I have to ask you, Kristen, what is the biggest um, or, or what are some of the the changes and challenges that um, the pandemic and, and COVID has um, that you've seen on tourism? I know you work a lot with the restaurant industry as well. Um, what are the things that you guys are, are seeing and, and what are the adaptations that you guys have had to make in your work because of, um, you know, something we could have never imagined? Never, never could have imagined it. And, and I'll tell you, our biggest word of the year has been pivot. So we can't stop, 
but we have to pivot because it's not traditional tourism and what it's looked like for us in the past. But, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've had a lot of, of good that has come out of um, of the pandemic, which which I know is a year, a year later, looking back, it's a lot easier to say that than it was um, in March of 2020. But I'll tell you what, we on March 6th of 2020, so the week before the pandemic really hit Mississippi and hit Hattiesburg, um, we revealed a Visit Hattiesburg five-year strategic plan. And we had worked for over a year on this plan. We um, had somebody come in from outside of Mississippi to uh, do focus groups and stakeholder surveys and really look at all the market research and um, look at best practices in the industry. And, you know, they kind of, it was their job to tell us, okay, this is what Hattiesburg is doing well, and this is what your future looks like. This is how you can grow to be the best Hattiesburg you can be. And it's always so helpful to have somebody with fresh eyes, somebody come into your community. You know, we always know what we think the best things about our community, but what are our visitors saying? Um, and and what do our, our stakeholders in town, what do they see the future of Hattiesburg being? Because it Maybe different than what what we may see when we're in the trenches. So we went through this multi-month process. Actually, it was a little over a year um, to work with this company to come up with a five-year strategic plan. Um, And like I said, on March 6th, we unveiled it to the community. We worked with our Chamber of Commerce to to get the message out to their membership. Um, And then a week later, everything stopped Um, and, and the pandemic was here. Um, so what we had to do was look at that the goals that were a part of that strategic plan um, and, and see what we could work on in that strategic plan that made it, you know, safe and responsible to visit Hattiesburg, um, gave a really great opportunity for people that, that wanted to get out, but wanted to do it safely, um, and allowed us to continue to support our hotels and our restaurants here in Hattiesburg. Um, You know, and a part of that strategic plan, we kind of looked at um, our outdoor destinations. So our canoeing, our biking, um, we looked at our art. Our art programs really, really grew during that time. So instead of focusing on what we couldn't do, you know, we can't have meetings and events. We can't have these live music concerts that Hattiesburg has kind of been, um, come to be known for. But what can we do? We can enhance our curb appeal for our, for our citizens to enjoy now and for our tourists to enjoy in the future. And we can work to kind of build this beautiful backdrop of our city through public art and green spaces and and parks and we can enhance the look of our byways so that when people come into town they know that we're a creative community and a diverse community so you know like I said instead of focusing on what we couldn't do we focused on providing opportunities for our community to grow in a really attractive way but also um, when people were comfortable coming back to Hattiesburg and coming back to explore we had an enhanced curb appeal to offer them once they got here. So that was kind of how we pivoted and where our focus was for the last, um, you know, nine to 12 months. 
I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think "Eh, maybe i'll try it myself some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes you can do it if you want to find out how to do those things listen to fix it 101 podcast everywhere this is an mpb think radio podcast You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. Each week on the Arts Hour, representatives from the Mississippi Arts Commission speak with different creative Mississippians. Today I'm speaking with Kristen Brock, Director of Programs and Promotions at Visit Hattiesburg, as well as the head of the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art. So, Kristen, before the break, we were talking about um, the pivots that you guys have had to make in the tourism industry in Hattiesburg because of the pandemic. And I'd love for you to share with our guests a little bit about what's 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 going on in Hattiesburg. What events, what programs, what stories and assets are you guys you guys find yourself talking about that you feel like people or visitors may not may not know about. Um, you know, Hattiesburg has grown so much that many of our listeners may may have not been in a while. So I'm so interested to hear some of the highlights that really stick out to you about Hattiesburg. Sure, I'd love to share some of my favorite things about our town. You know, like I said, I'm not originally from Hattiesburg, but it has become my home, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And I like to really explore my own hometown. I think that if we, as as tourism professionals and people are, who are kind of telling the story of Hattiesburg, if we don't get out and experience for ourselves what those offerings are and and what there is to do in Hattiesburg, then how can we accurately tell that story. So I have three boys. Um, I'd like to to bring them in the community a lot and get their opinions on, on what they enjoy about Hattiesburg and where they think we can improve. <laughs> Um, so what we have, our tourism industry has evolved a lot, um, in, since 2003. And we really started trying to focus more on the history of Hattiesburg, which is really rich. We've got a lot of civil rights history in Hattiesburg. Um, we played a very large role in Freedom Summer, um, and African American voting rights in the 1960s. We commemorate that history. We honor that history. We've got the Freedom Summer Tour, which is a driving tour of 16 stops in Hattiesburg that that really showcase for people coming to town why that was important, why Freedom Summer was important, and, and the role that Hattiesburg played. Um, I always recommend that tour to people coming into town. Um, it's front, It's an audio tour, so people can call in and they can hear firsthand accounts of thing uh, from from people who actually were there um, in in Freedom Summer in the 1960s and what they experienced, and and gives them kind of an opportunity to share their story. So we went from pick your own blueberries and golf to history and and really honoring the history of Hattiesburg, opening um, the Armed Forces Museum. Down 
down at Camp Shelby, we've got a lot of really strong military history here in Hattiesburg. Our outdoors, we really started focusing on that, our biking, our hiking, our fishing, canoeing. We launched the Longleaf Trace, which if anybody is a cyclist, a runner, um, I recommend if you can hear me, come to the Longleaf Trace here in Hattiesburg. It's 45 miles. Um, it extends all the way from downtown Hattiesburg through Summerall. So I could never do all 45 miles, um, but there are lots of access points. So you can kind of choose where to get on in, in town and, and explore a different section of the trail every time that that you, you hop on. Um, so really outdoors. Then our downtown area really started to revitalize. And, um, you know, buildings that had been shuttered were coming back to life through bookstores and restaurants and gift shops and dance studios. Um, and then our Hattiesburg Zoo got... Um, it came under new management with the Hattiesburg Convention Commission and it got new exhibits and a new train and carousel. And really, you know, a lot of people don't realize, especially here locally, if you live in Hattiesburg, that not everybody has a zoo in their backyard. Not everybody can go see the tiger and, and enjoy the splash pad while playing with the peacocks. And, and we're lucky to have that right here in Hattiesburg and be one of only two zoos in the state of Mississippi. Um, so, you know, we just started really building our arsenal of tourism attractions and offerings that we could provide to tourists. Um, and then that's when we really realized what an artistic community we have. And, you know, I know we'll talk about this later in our conversation, but Hattiesburg has the highest millennial population in the Southeast United States. So we have more millennial residents in Hattiesburg than Atlanta. Wow. So pretty cool, pretty cool figure. Um, and we realized, you know, as we started to look into this and, and how is our millennial population growing? so much and and how do we um you know how do we really take advantage of of their talent that they bring to our community and a lot of it is people came to southern miss um and they stayed they fell in love with hattiesburg just like i did um and and now we have a really young and a really diverse population that's a melting pot of art and talent and um you know live music we pre-pandemic you could find live music almost any night of the week here in Hattiesburg um great events like the Hattiesburg Craft Beer Festival um you know and the the Star Spangled Celebration on the River which is a huge fireworks show um, in, in Chain Park here in Hattiesburg. So what we realized is that that art was really a special part of, of our story and what we had to offer. Um, so really a, a roundabout way to answer that is Hattiesburg has something to offer for everybody. And a lot of people may not know that because when you think, okay, I'm going to Natchez and I'm gonna to go to the Mississippi River. It's beautiful, the Mississippi River there in Natchez. I'm going to Vicksburg and I'm gonna learn about the Civil War history. Um, 
um, and go to the National Military Park there. When you say I'm going to the coast, the, you automatically know casinos and beach. But when you say Hattiesburg, what what is the first thing that comes to mind? You're going to get almost a different answer from every single person. Um, so that's what I'd like to say is, is that's good. That's not a bad thing because that means that we have something for every single person to enjoy while they're in town. Um, so I definitely say that, that our zoo, our history, our art, and our outdoors are top things to enjoy when you come to town. We were talking about downtown revitalization and the Lucky Rabbit has played a huge role in that. Um, Lucky Rabbit is a vintage market here in Hattiesburg and, and I know those have popped up in different areas of the country, but we have people who come from, from different parts of the country on a girlfriend's getaway and, and they plan their trip around uh, Hattiesburg and visiting the Lucky Rabbit. Um, it is, it's in downtown Hattiesburg. It's a two-story mecca of everything from, um, you know, vintage clothes and um, furniture that has been refinished and repurposed. And then they go really, what, what sets them apart is they go really above uh, and beyond and out of the ordinary. They've got um, a little school bus that they have turned into a Pyrex bus. So during the pandemic, Pyrex glassware and dishes have really kind of skyrocketed and, and people um, people have been sitting home and researching it and wanted to buy it. So they created this bus that is nothing but Pyrex um, and, and it's kind of an experience in and of itself. They've decorated it from like the 1950s, a kitchen. Um, then they have, when you walk in the front door, they have these massive displays that are themed um, each month to the season or to the holiday that's coming up. Um, and then they also have in the back of, of the uh, building, which is always a big draw, um, they set up scenes from famous movies and TV shows. So for the last six months or so, they had the set of The Office, the TV show The Office. Um, and when I tell you that the owners, Brandon and Abby, go through painstaking efforts to have the details exactly as they are on the TV show, um, you could walk into that set and film and and nobody would know that it wasn't actually on the TV set. Um, but it gives people the opportunity to kind of immerse themselves in this experience. Um, so the Lucky Rabbit has been a huge um, draw for downtown and for Hattiesburg. They um, they also had to pivot during the pandemic. They previously were only open the first weekend of every month, um, but to allow social distancing in their store because it's so popular and to allow more people to enjoy their store in a safe manner, they are now open every Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we are really glad to have them in Hattiesburg. And Melody, you need to come down and, and check 
check them out. But be sure to, to leave a lot of room in the trunk of your car. Oh, I'm I'm making a list of all the things I'm going to see when I go to Hattiesburg, and the Lucky yeah. Rabbit will certainly be one of them, and and the zoo, and and a lot of things um, that you <laughs> have mentioned. Um, so I want to spend a little bit of time. Um, talking about the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art. Um, and we'll we'll dive into that in our next segment um, coming up. But but quickly, tell us a little bit about the creation of that. Like, how did how did Visit Hattiesburg move so fully into public art that you guys decided to create this this other arm? Well, you know, like I was telling you before, Hattiesburg has kind of become a melting pot for art and talent and just a really awesome group of people who have dance studios and art studios and glass blowing studios that that you can go and enjoy whether you live here in Hattiesburg or um, you're visiting for the weekend or the week. But we really started looking at it and we said, okay, but how can we make art accessible to everybody? So the people who aren't able to get an appointment at the glass blowing studio or, you know, maybe like me, they can't dance and they're intimidated to go to the dance studio. How can we still make all of this talent that's in Hattiesburg accessible to everybody? Um, So... You know, I certainly cannot take the credit. Back in 2014, um, Becky Monaco, she's actually the original director of the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art that we call HAPA. Um, that's H-A-P-A. Um, she is an art connoisseur. She really has um, an eye for art, but also a lot of respect for artists in the art industry. And she had this vision to make art a part of everyday life for people that live in Hattiesburg and who visit Hattiesburg um, and kind of work through a lot of hurdles to to get where we are today, where Hattiesburg is an artistic community and, and we owe a, a lot of the credit to her. Um, but that was in 2014. Uh, because we agreed, because Visit Hattiesburg and the leadership here at Visit Hattiesburg agreed that that art is tourism, that people, we need to grow art in Hattiesburg because people will come and, and they will enjoy the art that we have here in town. And, and we're really able to showcase um, the talent that we have here in Hattiesburg. It was founded, HAPA was founded as under the umbrella of Visit Hattiesburg. So um, Becky, you know, we worked with Becky for the first several years um, to help her to provide support and really help her grow the program. Um, But she was the boots on the ground. She was the one that was connecting with these artists um, and connecting with business owners to allow sculptures and murals to be on their property. Um, And when she decided it was time to retire, um, about three years ago, we just absorbed that position, the director of half a position um, into the staff here at Visit Hattiesburg. And our director, Marlo Dorsey, and I work, work directly with the program now. 
Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Melody Moody-Thordis, and today I'm speaking with Kristen Brock, director of the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art. Uh, so, Kristen, you you informed us a little bit about um, all of Hattiesburg and the, the most interesting things lately that people can come and experience, and I know that we just kind of hit uh, the tip of the iceberg with those things. I know I'm really looking forward to a trip. Um, but I want to hear more about the Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art, or HAPA, as you guys call it. Um, and I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about what that is, what what your organization seeks to do. And then I want to talk a little bit about some of the projects that you guys have been working on uh, more recently and over the past couple years. Sure. So, um, you know, public art is is pretty prominent here in Hattiesburg, but it's not always, that's not always been the case. Um, and we knew that it was our job if we really wanted to grow HAPA. So when, when it was founded in 2014, if we really wanted to continue to grow the program, that not only did we need to, to add new art to Hattiesburg, but we needed to let people know uh, what was already here for public art in the community. So even though the, the amount of, of public art in Hattiesburg wasn't as prominent before HAPA came to be, there were still murals and sculptures that were in our community that people didn't know about. So we started with really just raising awareness of the works that were already in the area. So we wanted people to know, yes, we've got murals, we've got sculptures, but not only that, we've got these amazing artists in Hattiesburg. And we really wanted to provide an opportunity for these artists to really be able to engage with the community and and engage with visitors who were coming to town. And, and we felt like that would eventually lead to strengthening the community's support of public art and allowing us to get really where we finally are today and and really grow the amount of art here in Hattiesburg. Um, so starting with just engagement, um, letting people know that the art was here, and, and now people know about it, so how can we give them new art to enjoy um, when they're here in Hattiesburg? Well, tell us a little bit about... Um the public art trail. So um, we talked about um, 
well, how excited I am to come to Hattiesburg. So if 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 I or someone like me um, wanted to come to Hattiesburg and wanted to see the public art, um, tell us about how they might gain access to the trail and what's on it. Yes. So we knew, again, pivoting with the pandemic, that we really needed to um, make one of our longtime goals come true. And for a long time, we knew that that trails in the tourism industry, whether that's a food trail or an art trail or, um, you know, a history walking tour, that people wanted to have find a way uh, or have a way created for them to really enjoy the city. So for a long time, we had wanted to develop trails in Hattiesburg, um, but the pandemic really gave us the this the opportunity to do that and kind of kicked us into gear to, to know that the time was now. Um, so we had all this great art in Hattiesburg. We unveiled 10 new large scale murals in Hattiesburg last year, but people still didn't know exactly how to enjoy all of that art in Hattiesburg. So we worked for several months to develop um, the Hattiesburg, or the Hburg Public Art Trail. And it has um, over 40 stops on it that um, are listed on in a list. It's got murals and sculptures, so it's divided into two categories. And then it has a map that shows where all of this art is in Hattiesburg. So we have created this brochure, this printed brochure, um, that has the art trail and all the offerings and which hashtags to use when you share the pictures on social media um, and then we also created permanent signage to go to or to, to be placed at all of the art stops in Hattiesburg so if somebody doesn't have a copy of the brochure or they haven't been on our website they can that they can know that there's a new piece of art wherever they're driving by by the signage that ma- that matches our brochures and our website um, and then once they're at that signage they can find out how to find out more information about art by it's got our website listed and a QR code that they can scan Um, so we were really excited we just launched it last month Um, and you know we're able to use some some grant funding actually from Mac from from your organization and some tourism recovery funding from the state of Mississippi to really develop the trail of our dreams and not just do it part way but have this really dynamic brochure really dynamic website that we just launched with the trail um and this signage that that's found on the streets and alleys of Hattiesburg and we'll continue to add more signage and update the brochure and the website as we add more art to Hattiesburg and are most of this are most of the um, sculptures and public art are they by Mississippi artists or are they national you know across the nation different diff- artists from from everywhere. Um, so we've got a little bit of everything, and it's really important to us to to support local. So obviously, when you're in the tourism industry, um, you know that that you're only as strong as your partners in town. So we have got um, a majority of our artists are local um, or from across Mississippi. We've got a lot of great sister communities that we work with to promote art, um, but we also know that it's important to to have a some big 
draws and some big names as well. So we have worked with a couple of international and national artists. Um, our probably our most well-known artist is Kelsey Montague. She does the What Lifts You series that became famous by Taylor Swift with the black and white um, wings on her album cover. Um, and she actually came in Hattiesburg. It's a, it was a whirlwind tour of the South. It's the very first time she had been to Mississippi, the very first and only What Lifts You mural that's in the state. Um, but she painted a five-story high dragonfly mural on a hidden alley um, that's full of art here in Hattiesburg that's really become a destination stop. Um, so we've got, we've got it all. We've got um, local artists, artists from across the state, and then artists that have, have made national and international series. Um, so we're really proud, you know, we're equal, equally as proud of the artists who, who have had their mural debut, their public art debut uh, through HAPA and those who, who come visit us from other states. And tell us about the Hattiesburg Art-a-thon. Um, and you can just start from scratch because I don't know if, if, if our listeners will be familiar. So what is the Hattiesburg Art-a-thon? What you guys got going on? Yeah, so it's brand new. Um, we launched the Art-a-thon when we announced the public art trail um, and, and unveiled the public art trail. And really, it's just an event that encourages visitors and residents to get out and and explore some of the stops that are along the Hattiesburg Public Art Trail. So people who um, are new to the art scene in Hattiesburg, we've made it really easy. There's a passport that lists all of the murals and sculptures in town. Um, and we're asking people to help us share the art story of Hattiesburg through social media. So people get to go out, they get to explore the art in Hattiesburg. We want them to take pictures and then post those pictures on social media with the hashtags Art Hburg and Murals of Hburg. And once they visit 10 sites, put that on social media using our hashtags, they can go to one of our eight partners um, here in town and redeem their passport for a really cool Art Hburg prize. So it's just a fun way to kind of get them out to explore and um, support art and, and local businesses here in Hattiesburg. And that launched earlier this month, and it will continue through May the 31st. So um, I want to talk specifically about murals for a moment. So um, because the because as I understand it, the art trail includes sculptures and, and, and different types of visual art. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So when we talk specifically about murals, I'm interested to ask you guys about your, your approach, like your process for deciding locations and picking artists. And, and I recognize that that process may change depending on the mural. But um, could you tell us a little bit more about um, some of the specific murals that, that have kind of stood out to you and then the process that you guys go through um, to engage the community and um, to represent the community and to bring in um, a diversity of artists and the messages. Sure. So we are, you know, when HAPA first 
first was founded, sculptures was kind of a focus. And then once we got a good number of sculptures in Hattiesburg, we uh, did our favorite thing and pivoted and kind of moved on to, to murals. And we, when we first started, we contacted businesses and that, that had a very high traffic to wall that, that would be a great spot for a mural and asked them if they would please partner with us. Um, and then from there, we would talk, um, you know, to Mayor Toby Barker and different leaders across the community to see what kind of messaging they felt could could, should, could and should be told through a mural. Um, so once we figure out a concept for what we want a mural to, to showcase, um, a lot of times that leads us to a call for artist process. That's something that we post on our social media, we post on our webpage, um, and it's an opportunity for artists to submit their concept based on the idea that we have. So we want to see their interpretation. They're the professionals. If we want a mural that focuses on... Um, you know, women's voting rights, what do you got for us? Show us what you have. Um, so that's something that we did last year. We had, um, you know, last year was the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Uh, and we wanted a mural that really focused on suffrage. So, um, and, and what women went through to, to obtain the right to vote. Um, and we ended up with this amazing mural by artist Heidi Petrie. She um, lived in Hattiesburg at one point. She's in Austin, Texas now. Um, but it tells the story of, of um, a woman who went to the to the grocery store um, and had to register to vote at a grocery store because the men in her life did not support her decision to register to vote. Um, so how women kind of rallied together and they said, okay, if you can't come to a traditional registration, um, voting registration site, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to the grocery store and you register to vote um, and, and your, your voice can now be heard. So we've got this this great mural that Heidi um, created for us and we were able to go one step further and we have an insignia on it that lists every woman who has held public office and has been elected to public office in Hattiesburg. Um, and we were able to invite them all there for the ribbon cutting and the unveiling and really go a, a step you know, beyond just the mural by having them be a piece of, of the process as well. Um, so, so yeah, we, I recommend that artists check out our social media. They check out our, our website. Um, we're also always posting new opportunities for, for them to share their designs with us. Great. And, and what about, um, choosing, choosing locations? How does that typically happen? So um, we have gotten really lucky in the fact that ha that HAPA has evolved so much and the community has rallied around public art so much here in Hattiesburg that people are contacting us. Business owners are reaching out to us and saying, hey, how can I get a mural in my building? Not only do I want a mural in my building, but I want to help pay for this mural in my building so that I can give back to my community. So that kind of 
serves dual purposes for us. It allows us to do more work in the community because we've got financial partnerships through these building owners. Um, so it allows us to increase what we're doing, but it also allow, gives us a greater in or a greater footprint across the city. So instead of only having murals in downtown Hattiesburg or in one district of Hattiesburg, we're really able to put them, spread them across the community with business, different businesses across town um, because now they're approaching us and they want to be a part of it and the community wants to be a part of it, which is so exciting to see the growth that we've had in that area. Well, uh, the work that you're doing is, is inspiring. I hope that people uh, listening are excited about their next trip to Hattiesburg and I also hope that communities across the state um, are inspired about some of the work that they can do uh, to use the arts for um, economic development and community revitalization in cities and towns across the state. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, Kristen, tell our listeners where they can learn more um, about the work you guys are doing at Visit Hattiesburg and the and, and HAPA. So I always would recommend people to first go to our website. That's HattiesburgPublicArt.org. Um, there they can find out information about uh, the Hburg Public Art Trail, about the Artathon that we talked about. They can find all of the projects that we're working on here in Hattiesburg. Um, and then it also has links to our social media, where that's really where the most updated information is. Um, we are on all the main channels as Hattiesburg Alliance for Public Art. And from there, if they want to learn what else they can do in Hattiesburg uh, when they come for the art, but they want to stay for more, uh, visit Hattiesburg's social links are also found on that public art website, or they can just go directly to visit hburg.org. I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. 